What's going on guys? Today's episode, why I decided to get my first firearm back in 2007. What is going on guys? Thanks for joining me again. As you heard, this episode is about my first firearm and why I decided to get one. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you today about an amazing brand, clothing brand, Heavy Metal Lifestyle 223. I can't say enough good things about this brand. You know, when you look out there, you see a lot of brands for the military. You see a lot of other brands for the law enforcement community but what about the civilian population so heavy metal lifestyle 223 is that brand is that brand that represents you it's not what you wear it's how you live it all right so please go out there and support kevin it's a great clothing line all right the other thing is please do not forget to like subscribe and share um, share with your friends and family share it on your social media uh, channels all that good stuff all right and if you do happen to stumble on my podcast please don't forget to follow me i'm on facebook instagram and youtube all right let me know where you where you heard of me like you know if you heard of me on instagram and you started following me on uh facebook or whatever just let me know and if you have any questions i'm here for you man all right so without further ado why i decided to get my first firearm so back in 2007 my first child was born um, my son one of the happiest times of my life the second time was when my daughter was born in 2008 Needless to say, I was very, very excited, right? Um, I had bought my first home in 2007, right before my son was born. It was so funny because prior to that, I was living at home with my mom. I was working, playing video games, spending a whole bunch of money, um, playing online games, you know, right after work, you know, with my my buddies and we were very very serious about this you know um i mean we did it religiously we had a whole squad and if you guys know anything about game playing like you have clicks you have groups of people teams you know that are interconnected and we have you know our common interest is like for the most part it's like uh video games so we used to play a game called socom uh, we did it religiously, man, and it was a it was an awesome awesome time, right? And we were just having a blast. Um, and these were my best buddies. These are my best buddies till this day. And if they're listening right now, they'll they would definitely agree with me that we were some serious online game players. We we were we were we go we go at it so. But um, I found out I was going to be a dad and I was super excited. So all of a sudden, my mindset changed. 
And I start getting these ideas like, yo, Ron, you're going to have to um, be a protector and a provider now, man. So like, come on, like what's going on? Your job is going to make going to be um, to make sure that your family is going to survive. And mind you, a lot of things were happening around that time. So the economic collapse was looming. This was what was in the air. This is what some of the media sources were talking about. Any second now, you know, we were going to be entering our Great Depression, our second Great Depression. Um, the housing market was, um, it had skyrocketed and it was starting to peak and it was going to be on its way down crashing. We all knew the story, right? Um, people were flipping homes, things like that. And a lot of other things were tied to that. So, um, there was a shortage of resources, the dollars buying power was almost non-existent the credit bureaus were were about to give the united states an f rating and all this other stuff you know there was a, a words of conspiracy in the air um you know how could this happen to the american people you know this is a rich country what's going on where did all the money go you know congress and you know, the president and this and that. It was just a crazy time. So I was like, you know what? You're going to have a a newborn baby. You may have to think about survival, like, but you don't know a thing about survival. You don't know a thing about, you know, uh, hunting or anything like that. So I did what any American would do, any smart American would do. And I went on YouTube. You know, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to learn. So I found some amazing information. Um, it opened up a whole new world for me. And I mean, day in and day out, I was just reading. I was watching videos and I was just absorbing this information. So I happened to stumble on this amazing uh, series that the Discovery Channel had on and somebody had put it on YouTube. If I'm not mistaken, Discovery Channel had put it on YouTube. Um, and it was called Apocalypse Man. So um, I follow this guy. His name is Rudy Reyes. If you follow me, you'll, you've heard that um, the great things I had to say about Rudy Reyes. He was the one that steered me by watching that show steered me into that direction that I'm headed in, that I was heading in, you know. It was a, a, a few people, but this was a main factor. So I watched that um, series and they had happened to film that in the location, uh, New Orleans. Uh, this was almost after Hurricane Katrina if I'm not mistaken. So the setting was right and it was just so convincing. Okay. And if, if that wasn't a kick in the pants, I don't know what 
what would be because we all saw what happened to the citizens of this country, the residents of New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. And it was such a tragedy. And that was also a catalyst for me just learning, wanting to learn how to survive. So keep journeying, keep walking with me because this is I'm getting somewhere, all right? So I'm fascinated by the apocalypse, man. So I started buying books, books after books after books, and just reading about survival and preparedness, buying gear from cheaper than dirt, man, the safe, the, 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 the heaven of survival gear, you know, the safe haven for the survivalists, you know, that was my Amazon at the time. And the prices were like, you know, cheaper than dirt. It was so low. You can buy knives, backpacks, anything, you name it, you can buy it there. And it was some cool items, man. But I don't think they're um, cheap anymore. I'm pretty sure the prices are up there now. Um, you could order ammo, everything. All right. So since we're on the subject, just to give you an idea on how serious I had gotten um, about it. Um, for those of you who don't know, I had another YouTube channel that was my first ever YouTube channel. And I talked about survival, urban survival, wilderness survival. Um, I started doing reviews on knives, my firearms, things like that, which wasn't really common for a black guy. You know, coming from where I came from, you know, um, Caribbean background, um, also being, you know, a black guy. The only people that owned firearms that I was raised to understand was bad guys and police officers. All right. If you own a gun, you are a bad man, period. So needless to say, from my childbirth all the way up into my 20s, this was my mindset at the time, all right? But I slowly started to be converted. So like I said, it wasn't popular for a bad guy to do, do this. Um, the only ones that I knew of at the time was Dark 29 and did the um, Dimcat, all right? Um, Dimcat still has a great channel. So um, I was really into this and i actually got contacted by the producers of the discovery channel show doomsday preppers yes guys i got contacted by the producers of doomsday preppers they wanted to have a, a dialogue with me on maybe being on the show i think it might have been the pilot at the time and um i know you've seen that show and for me i said hell no and I deleted my channel. Uh, right off rip, it was gone. Um, I'm a very private person, um, and I just felt that was just too much. I didn't, I didn't expect to get noticed by these guys, if you understand what I'm saying. So your boy went dark, and that's just another um, podcast episode. We'll talk about that later. 
but that was my very first YouTube channel and um, but I digress so between 2007 right before my son was born and 2009 um, between 2007 right before my son was born and 2009 there were a string of home invasions happening in South Florida and these were very vicious and violent sometimes sick and disgusting things were happening during these uh, crimes. So just reading what was going on and what was happening in these home invasions. And as a matter of fact, I don't want to talk about it on air, but what I'm going to do is put a link in the um, show notes. And I hope you guys go and read it read those articles and understand what was going on and what was happening. Like I said, I'm, I'm saying this and I'm doing it this way because I assume maybe kids might be um, listening, but for you adults, go on there and click on those links and understand what the heck was going on. All right. And this is something that I felt as a father, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if something like that had happened to my children or anything for that matter had happened to my children. I just could not. So I had to be proactive. And if I could do anything to prevent that from happening, I would. And, you know, prior to that, I hadn't had the notion I hadn't had the notion to get a firearm to exercise my Second Amendment rights, you know. But being that my decision now would affect someone else that had changed my mind completely. So after hearing how violent these crimes were and sometimes deadly, um, the, the home invasions, I didn't need much convincing. It was just a matter of what to get. And mind you, I had never shot in a gun a day in my life, but doing my research, I had learned the brands, the terminology, the nomenclature, the, uh, the caliber and etc. And we would argue tooth and nail and, uh, uh, debate each other constantly, day and night, sometimes over the phone, you know, sometimes at work, whatever. And we just narrow things down. <laughs> and sometimes the arguments would get so intense. You know, we've had the, um, the, the, the nine millimeter and 45 uh, argument. Um, we're not even going to talk about 40 caliber. Um, <laughs> and we had the AK versus the AR-15 argument, 223 versus the 762 by 39 argument, the potency of each round. And it got intense, man, you know, and then finally we were able to narrow it down. So I decided and my buddies decided that it would be best if I got a Ruger Mini 14. 
All right. So, yes, my first firearm was a rifle and not a pistol. So let me give you an insight on why I chose the Mini 14. So mind you, the home invasions were happening at the time. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, four, five or six guys are rushing into the home. So I needed something that was going to be able to drop these guys real quick if they decided to enter my home. And it was just that plain and simple, something that was going to uh, rip them apart and make a statement and send them running into the, the other direction. You know, um, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. You know, um, so with these amount of guys not knowing if they had firepower or not, um, I needed a high capacity as well. Um, there would be no time to reload. There would be no time to, you know, um, to do many things that, you know, a, a pistol to me at that time would not be the right thing. I mean, I'm looking for impact. I'm looking for double hits, I'm looking for all of that. One round over penetration and, and uh, entering the next guy because they decided to be in that fatal, fatal tunnel, the doorway as they would call it. So anyway, um, this, was, this was planned out. Um, also, because I was a novice, um, the Mini 14, It was just a uh, a tank. It would eat anything that was thrown at it, um, any kind of ammo. It wasn't finicky. Um, also, um, it was a low maintenance firearm. You know, when you talk about somebody who's a novice and you have to take a gun apart and everything like that and clean it and then put it back together right and hoping that it would, at that time in my mind, hoping that it would function correctly when I needed it. Um, I didn't want to risk taking it apart and losing something or whatever. So I needed something that was going to be able to work, even if it was dirty or not. So um, yeah, it was low maintenance. So that was a perfect firearm for me at that time. And, you know, I took it to the range. I shot it was love at first shot that was my first time ever shooting a firearm and i swear i'm never gonna get rid of that uh, mini 14 that's my baby um i haven't shot it in a while but that's my baby it's always gonna have a place in my safe so um so we argued and we also took it a step further like how could we how could we survive these home invasions, how could we survive this economic collapse? How could we survive this um, financial collapse and, uh, you know, uh, this chaos if something would happen, you know? But if it was just a peace of mind that I had something that I could protect my family, I had something that I can go hunting with, I had something 
um, you know, that I could train with and and shoot and enjoy. I had actually I, I started enjoying it. It, was, it 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 became a sport to me as well. But always in the back of my mind, it was something that was very serious and uh, for for protection and the survival of my family if I needed it. So that's my story, guys. I don't want to drag this out long. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing why I decided to get my first firearm. And again, it was a rifle, the Ruger Mini 14. Uh, it shoots 5.56 five, and 2.23. Um, if you guys ever have any questions, if you're new to the firearms world, if you, you're, you're on the fence about owning a firearm, you're doing research and you stumbled on my um, podcast and you need some consultation, feel free to hit me up on my social media platforms. If you're in a South Florida area and you're interested in training, investing in your training, um, go to my website, www.theedcguy.com forward slash services. You'll see what I offer, the firearm safety course, shooting lessons, and an entry-level defensive pistol course, which is amazing. Um, You're going to be learning how to operate in the real world. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys um, enjoy the other podcasts. Um, I do have a podcast episode um, when I first decided to carry concealed and how that went for me. Um, So if you guys are new to the world of firearms, that's also a great episode to listen to because I give you some tips and pointers on how to carry concealed and not not make the mistakes that I made. Um, Everything that I'm telling you is just based on the experience uh, of my own and trial and error, all right? So I'm happy to be imparting that knowledge to you. So guys, thank you again. Remember, be hard to kill and never die.